Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 154, and in this episode we have a twofer for you, so it's a two-for-one special. You're welcome. (laughs) In this episode we're going to talk about Escape Room from 2019, and we're going to talk about Escape Room Tournament of Champions, so Escape Room 2, basically. Right. That is in theaters as of right now, right this second, you can go and see Escape Room Tournament of Champions. And I honestly did not see Escape Room when it came out in 2019 or after. I think it was a January movie. Mm -hmm, It was. Yeah, I hadn't seen it either. I finally just was like, it's actually getting fairly good hype. So I watched it last year and I was like, it's decent. And so like, I, I just, I I had heard about it and then it went away and I was like, goodbye. Mm -hmm. You know, like, (laughs) right. We didn't put it on the list. It was right when we started. We had other stuff to do. We were starting the podcast. We were doing this whole Exorcist series. We didn't know what we were going to quite be like yet. And it just didn't quite make the cut. So, which we, I think we even like maybe briefly considered it, but we were already trying to start everything off and it was just like too much. Yeah, exactly. Added to the fact that they have been mentioning that they're going to do a second one for like years now. Like, they keep going, it's going to come out this year. Okay, now it's going to be next month. And then they just, like, keep pushing it. So I'm like, are you ever, is it just in production hell? Are you ever going to come out with this? They finally did. Which is interesting because, like, the first one, I know that it came out. And then I just didn't really hear much about it. And I did, other than, like, kind of looking at the reviews now, is everybody kind of thought it was, like, yeah, like, middle of the road, you know? <laughs> right. But then they were like, second one. And I'm like, interesting choice, but... <laughs> Okay. Obviously towards the we'll get there, but towards like the end of the first one, they did leave it incredibly wide open. Oh, absolutely. Or a second one. And I don't know that this franchise is good enough for it to keep going, like a third one and a fourth one, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they did that because they also kind of did that with this one too. Yeah, especially because I mean this is essentially hunger games so you get i mean tournament of champions so you get the people that won in other escape rooms come back for this one and you get to hear some of their stories so i could almost see them going back in time to some of these other rooms yeah like showing like oh well this character got a lot of good reception so let's show their Mm -hmm. games or whatever and like My husband actually said this was to, again, he's not a huge horror fan. So the fact that he watched the first one with me and then went to the movies with me for this one was kind of more out of like, we haven't been on a date in like two Mm -hmm. years, you know, (laughs) but we got to finish, we got to see this through together, you know? Right. But he kind of was like, it was kind of like Saw and also like Cabin of the Woods. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see that because the Saw thing, it's not gory. But no, but it's it, definitely like a trap. Yeah, it's it's like a trap that you have to get out of. And like in the first one, then that's what he really said. What it was like, Saw and Cabin in the Woods is these traps are like very much geared towards specific people's lives and like what they did or what they've been through. So mm-hmm. kind of like in Saw, how those traps are meant for those specific people for certain reasons. Right. That's kind of like the first one. And obviously the the premise of these films, and it's kind of hard to talk like a full plot walkthrough of two movies in one. Otherwise, yeah. this episode's going to be like two hours long. But <laughs> the premise, let's talk about the first one real quick, is a group of people get together. I think it's six it's people. Six, six mm-hmm. people. And they all get invited to do an escape room with the prize of $10,000. Now, that's a lot of money, but I have never been to an escape room because that's not something that interests me. So I don't think that would be enough money for me. Same, I agree. I'd be like, "Eh, I probably wouldn't win either way. So nah, exactly. Like, I don't think that I'm smart enough to like, I'm not a, I'm not a puzzle type of brain. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like, that's just not how my brain works. I'm just like, 
no, no, thank you. Like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound fun to me. So like some of the puzzles were fun. And then some of the puzzles I would, I know I would immediately like not do well in them. Yeah. And you so. you definitely need a lot of teamwork because like, I know we're not talking about the second one yet, but there's a very specific part where you need to know this very specific plastic that won't melt in acid. Like I wouldn't know that. I would have no fucking clue. Like, I feel like I did know that, but I don't know, like, in the moment. If I think if, about that. Yeah, it, that's yeah. the other thing. I feel like I would panic, and I wouldn't do well in escape rooms because of the time. Yeah, like, the, I already have just, like, coasting anxiety. Like, I can be, like, sitting in. Okay, I had the, I had this weird thing I was thinking about the other day. Brad and I ordered dinner last night. And this is pertinent to my anxiety. <laughs> and he was like, okay, like you can go if you want to go pick it up like and I was like but what if I get there and it's not ready and then I walk yes, in and I look like an idiot that's the worst I fucking hate that I won't like no I'm so glad like drive throughs you can say hey I'm here to pick it up and just wait in your car yeah like what if I go in and it's not ready and then I look like an idiot and I have anxiety about picking up pre-ordered dinner like yeah yes oh my god especially chipotle because you have to like walk by people and they're watching you and they watch you look at the bags and it's not there and they have to walk back like an idiot i hate that yes (laughs) that's exactly how this place is it's like a ramen place by our house but they have one of those like shelving things where they put the bag of food you know yeah no i could never so like he did that to me one time I went away home and I walked I like sat in my car because I didn't think it had been long enough and then I went in there and it was ready and it had probably been there the whole time but yes, like yes I do that all the time but you have to like wait you have to wait I did that yeah. oh my god I did that so I've never I'm so sorry now we're going off I did this the other day they ha- we have a drive through subway down here which I didn't even think was a thing but I guess we do oh, and man. I put in an order but I got there too soon so I just waited in my car in the parking lot and then I went to the drive through window <laughs> but I waited like 15 minutes I just sat there in my car and I was like it's probably ready but I don't want to go I literally did that at Subway by my house like yes exactly there was nobody else there and it was a wrap so it probably took them two minutes and they probably had it on there but the app told me it would take them 20 so I gave them 20 minutes exactly so you're like no no no, it's not 705 I have to it's only 704 I have to wait one more minute and you could literally go in there and be like hey like is this ready or how long is it gonna take and they'll be like whatever and I'll be like cool I'm just gonna chill like no rush no No, I can't handle it yeah no (laughs) so you put me in one of these escape rooms where there's shit trying to kill me I'm yeah I'm gonna pass out no My heart is just going to give out. Yeah, like I, I'll be like, I'll do like whatever you need me to do, but you've got to come up with it. You've got to tell me exactly where to go, what to do. Yeah. What, hold my hand. I am useless dead weight. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so basically these six people are in an escape room and they get this like puzzle cube and it tells them they're going to win $10,000. And we have Zoe, who is our main character, and she's a physics student. We have Jason, who is like a wealthy stock broker dude. And we have Ben, who works at a grocery store. He's kind of our burnout character. Right. He's the fool, yeah. for lack of a better term. Exactly. We have Mike, who is a truck driver. And then we have Amanda, who is an Iraq war veteran. And Danny, who just loves escape rooms. Like, he just, he's done all the big ones in the country. He's, like, a big deal in the escape room world, right? Yeah. So they go into like this waiting room and that ends up being the first room and it's just a giant oven basically. Terrifying. Yeah. So the, actually the most fun part is seeing the rooms, even if they're like totally outlandish and there's like no way in hell this would be possible. Like that's okay. You know, I agree. And I like, like trying to come up with the clues and stuff, you know, from the safety of my living room on the couch (laughs) where I'm not going to die in an oven, but it it also was so tense. And I thought that's what I really liked about both of these movies, honestly, is how like you're, you're tense the whole time. You're like, oh my God, get out of there, get out of there. And then they, they manage to, or they don't. Yeah. And like the oven keeps heating up and they're supposed to, like one of the clues is about coasters and there's coasters on this table and they, when you press them down, this vent opens up, but you have to have all six of them pressed down at once. And they have these cups of water that will do it. But one of them accidentally drank some water because she was getting hot. So they don't have enough water. So they kind of have to figure out a way to get around that. And one of them, Ben, our burnout, has a flask of alcohol with him. 
So Right. And he's like our just because he is so fucked up, he's like our savior this whole time because he brought in shit that he wasn't supposed to, or maybe people don't even have nowadays. Like he still smokes, so he has a lighter and shit like that. Love that. Yeah, like most people are walking around with like e-cigarettes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like he's like, no, I have a lighter and <laughs> yeah. cigarettes, you know. And then there's the giant oven, and then they go to a winter cabin. And the winter cabin is literally, like, it is so cold that they can see their breath, and the floor is ice, and they can actually fall through the ice, and one of them does end up drowning, and they have to get a key out of this block of ice, so they have to keep their hands on it, which, that's just awful. That being said, though, like, out of all of the ways to die, I think that I would prefer to freeze to death. Agreed. Maybe not like falling through the ice and drowning. No, not that way. No. <laughs> but it's also frustrating. This one was frustrating to me because all they do is put their hands on it and I'm sitting there like, breathe on it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> we can do other shit. I'd be like, <gasps> the whole time. Yes, like, the whole fucking time. Yeah. Like, you can put your hands on it and do that, but eventually, like, I know that your hands will stay certainly like warm to a certain extent, but your yeah. hands are going to like get too cold too. exactly and then it's going to be pointless it's, and you it's like or hold it against your body which one of them does but at the same time don't hold it against your body that long because you're gonna like make your heart stop so yeah but like if i had to die like if i was just over it i'd be like y'all can just leave me here because right i'd rather just go to sleep you know like yeah hypothermia is not all fun and games or anything but eventually yeah well just, i mean but there's a guy who even says about hypothermia basically you just lose track of your mind and all of that and then you just go to sleep and i'm like okay cool i'm down with that i will act like i'm on drugs and then pass out that's totally cool sounds good yeah but then danny our one that's really good at escape room falls through the ice and drowns and which is unfortunate so yeah but it's almost like they they forced the ice to crack yeah it's like so our guy who had the lighter threw the lighter across the ice danny picked it up and then all of a sudden the ice just broke so now it's like the game makers for lack of a better term hunger games they're doing stuff in the game well they do call them game masters there you go game masters yeah it's a game master so you know that's so like they when they get through this room they are able to get the key they go through they come into the next room and it's like a like a bar with like a pool table in the middle except the whole thing is like upside down from the ceiling so to actually get to the bar and the pool table and everything they have to figure out how to climb up and get to that and this is the kind of part where like clues I could probably figure out, but like actual puzzles, like they have this slidey puzzle yeah, thing. Yeah, no. I'm not mm. good at that kind of shit. At all. Like, I'd fail. Yeah, me too. And so Amanda swings up towards the bar and they need to put in numbers for a safe. And then Zoe is trying to figure out this one puzzle and they need to get a, I think it's a handle mm-hmm. for a door and it's the eight ball on the pool table. And it's in the safe and they finally get it unlocked. But the, the thing is like, this was interesting to this room. It's playing the song. Y'all know the downtown song. Mm -hmm. It's in a ton of movies. I know it from girl interrupted first. I don't know if anybody Mm -hmm. likes that movie, but this song keeps playing and the more distorted it gets. And then when it stops and the phone rings, the, a part of the floor is going to fall out and then they're just going to like plummet to their death and then they're like turn off the music turn off the music i'm like no don't turn off the music because that's going to signal to you when the floor is going to fall uh-huh, exactly so keep the music on but they had, nobody ever brings that up and i'm like come on y'all like yeah you can hear when the floor is going to fall out because of the clues it's giving you exactly and they finally they do end up figuring that out but they don't actually ever say it they just like ah get off the floor yeah And they do get the eight ball. Amanda grabs it, but then the floor falls out. She grabs the, there's a phone on the pool table and she grabs the cord. And I was like, that is a strong cord. Dude. Also agree. How is that not just coming out the jack in the back? Uh Uh-huh. Jack in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But she, and Zoe at this point is like really attached to her because they've like bonded through the last two rooms Mm -hmm. and they try to help her 
and get her up, but she she falls. So yeah, because the eight ball fell out of her pocket, so she goes down to get it and then falls. But why did you put it in your fucking pocket? You know you're going to be upside down, basically. Like, I'm sorry if y'all have to touch stuff, but I'd put that in my pants or something. Like, it'd go in my underwear or my bra. Like, no. I was about to say, I'm, like, we are unlucky, but also lucky enough to just, like, stick it in my bra. Other, yeah. It ain't going anywhere if I stick right. it in that baby, you know? Like, exactly. <laughs> and I haven't seen Deborah Ann Wool in anything since True Blood. I know. I saw her. I was like, oh my God, I love her. Yeah. She, what was her name in True Blood? Like Jesse or something? I think so. I don't know. It's been a long time. And I didn't finish True Blood because after a while it started just, I didn't Getting, like it. Yeah, weird. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 I was like, oh, look. So we're moving on to the next room. And obviously, like Zoe's just beside herself and she's pissed. Like she just lost someone that is now a friend and we're in this room and it's a really weird room. Like it's a hospital room and it has all these beds, but all these beds have patient charts and they're all specific to them and what they've been through. Like we find out Zoe's mom died in a car or excuse me, a plane crash that Zoe was also in. So she basically watched her mom die. Yeah. And Mike was, which is the truck driver. He lost his brother, I believe, mm-hmm. to a mine cave in. And Danny survived when his family died of carbon monoxide poisoning Amanda survived an IED blast. Jason survived a shipwreck in cold weather, so hence the cold room. Ben, remember our burnout character, survived a car accident where his friends died. But I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they were drinking and stuff. Yes, but these rooms are getting so specific to what happened in our room that was cold it had all these it had the reindeer, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It had all the reindeer on there and they knew that that was the song that Ben and his friends were singing before they died. Like that's creepy. And there was one jacket in particular where the the stockbroker dude and his friend only had one jacket when they were in like a shipwreck in the middle of the ocean in freezing cold weather and they had to share that jacket. Mm-hmm. And in that cold room everyone had to share that jacket. Yeah. And that was literally like the same exact jacket that it was and you kind of find out some more information about these like kind of shitty people you know like well not all of them are shitty but like that dude's shitty (laughs) Jason is shitty yeah he really is but basically we're finding out that these were all people that survived unsurvivable circumstances basically they were the lone survivors and now they're being thrown into this room to see who's gonna be the luckiest of the luckiest right and that's all of the we find out in the second one that like everybody all of the different games have different themes like I'm kind of jumping ahead but like one girl was in an all influencer room and one guy was in a room with all priests and stuff like that yeah and these were just all people that survived the unsurvivable. So now they're not all going to survive. So who's the most survivable, you know? Yeah, exactly. So they basically are now looking around this room and realize they're going to get poisoned. So that brings in like the carbon monoxide mm-hmm. part of Danny's story, even though we lost Danny already. But there, one of the clues is basically like push yourself to your limit or something like that. Or I, I don't remember the exact clue, but it basically has to do with hooking yourself to an EKG machine and your heart rate. Now, Jason, the asshole, assumes that this means he needs to like basically shock somebody's heart rate so high to meet um, some certain target heart rate that he uses paddles to shock poor Mike's heart so much that it goes into the 200s and it still doesn't meet the EKG requirements to save them what it does do is kill mike yeah and he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't give a single fuck 
Right. And then he figures out that it's actually low heart rate that you need, which he can do. And that fucking pisses me off because he knew that he could do that. You couldn't fucking try that first, at least before killing somebody, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's there's always like that one dude, like in any like, you know, group of people, especially like zombie movies, there's always that one Mm -hmm. asshole that's like this. And in this case, it's Jason. Yeah. Now in this at this point, Zoe, though, she doesn't want to play the games anymore. So she's just going after the people that are doing this to them. And she's knocking all of the cameras off the wall. She's looking for them, looking for a different way out. She's not playing by their rules anymore. She basically wants to do it her way. Right. Also very Hunger games We have Katniss now who's not wanting to die playing the game. Right. Exactly. So... They are a couple, so only Ben and Jason actually leave this room. Ben tries to get Zoe to go with him, and she's not doing it. She's not moving on from this room. Like, if she dies, she dies from poisoning, but she's done playing their game. Mm-hmm. And she's just over it. So they go to this next room, and so, again, just Ben and Jason, because Zoe was left behind, And they're in this very, like, trippy, there's, like, static TVs and the walls are all, like, black and white and striped. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to Meow Wolf, but it's, like, very much like that. And they actually try to touch this, it's like a, like a trap door kind of in the floor. Mm -hmm. But it was soaked in this drug that seeped through their hands and their skin that got them super fucked up and now they have to be they're super high in this super trippy room and they have to find an antidote before it kills them right and jason's a fucking prick who's gonna fight you to the death for it right which is what they want because they only put one in right exactly well ben actually makes it Lucky for him. And it says injection to the muscle. And I looked at Brad and I'm like, maybe I could do that if I was high, but mm, I guess agree. to save I don't my know. life. But I, I guess, mean, yeah. people have to do that with EpiPens. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I don't like, but it pissed me off because he finds the fucking drug and then he actually says something. He's like, I found it. I would never, ever to that fucking prick. Uh-uh. You, you just watched quiet. him kill somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. I just fucking take the shot and be like, all right. I found one and I took it, so let's find another one for you. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if there's not another one, uh, you're dying. Sorry. Right. Because then he's going to die and then you can just move on. Right. Like, he's an asshole anyways. He's a murderer at this point. Like, and I I get that, like, you know, it's only only one person's going to survive. But, like, let them die. Like, if they're going to die, let it be by their own mistakes. Because that will definitely Mm -hmm. happen. You don't have to fucking murder a dude. Mm-hmm. clearly the exactly. game people will do it for you if it gets to that point right exactly so ben moves on to the last room by himself and it's like one of those worst nightmare type situations where immediately the room starts closing in on him and he has to find four numbers that unlock the door and He actually makes it. It doesn't look like he's going to, but the floor drops out and he survives. And he escapes the last room, meets the game master who controls the game that the puzzle maker designed. And the game master explains that each year they lure in a bunch of people with something in common. And wealthy... Rich people. Yep. Wealthy, powerful people bet on the result... And with the current game luring in soul survivors of previous disasters. So that was this one. And then this, I did not understand this. Like, I'm assuming they kill all the survivors, except in the sequel, they didn't. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that either. I don't understand. I'm assuming just because, well, then, so they're all betting on them. I'm assuming because he was the dark horse in the running they were like no we don't want him but it, i don't i don't literally don't know i agree why the fuck did they try to kill him he won okay. i think this is a plot hole then yeah. um, that they didn't address because so basically here's what happens ben gets out and he was promised ten thousand dollars if he won people lie okay so let's just say they lied 
The game master goes to shoot Ben. And the only reason he doesn't is because Zoe actually survived and made it out of that room. Mm -hmm. She didn't actually die, which is awesome. And so her and Ben fight this game master and they intervene and together they kill him. Okay, great. Here's the thing though. We are leading into the next film and all of the tournament of champions are people that won. And it's not like they kept them captive because they have been outliving their lives. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand if you didn't want people to go off and tell the authorities or whatever, like if they were just killing winners, no matter what, and they just wanted to see who would survive, then they wouldn't have the ability to do a tournament of champions right exactly so So, i agree with you plot hole they didn't realize at this point they were going to do a second one i bet maybe like i just didn't under even when i was watching the first one i was like why are they killing him i know or or if they are like okay but but maybe they just didn't want him to walk out into the world and talk i don't know but yeah so basically they get out, Ben is in the hospital recovering, and Zoe goes back to the building with a detective, and they do not believe a word she says because all the evidence of the game has been wiped. It's totally gone. And they don't believe Ben either because he had drugs in his system because they fucking drugged him. Yeah. And then while sh- looking at graffiti on the wall, Zoe notices the word Wu-Tan-Yu as an anagram for no way out, so suggesting that the game is not over. And... Like, I totally get, though, at this point, I would just assume that everything everywhere I went was, like, a hint that I was going to be, like, pulled back into this bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. Six months later, Zoe meets up with Ben and shows him, like, newspaper articles of all the other players and, like, reasons for their death. Yeah, which is so fucked up. Yeah. They basically covered up all of these deaths, like, you know somebody fell from a bridge or committed suicide or was drunk driving or something like amanda the veteran fell when she was like rock climbing or Mm -hmm. something alone it makes total sense right yeah exactly so they decide that they are going to well zoe's like i'm gonna go and find these people because she found coordinates to where they are ben's like hey bro we should just like move on let's go like we don't need to do this and she's like no like they're in manhattan i know where they are and then they go with her but the puzzle maker is already preparing to make their a new game you see that they're making like a plane crash type situation yes so and then that's the end of the first one yeah so my rating for the first one do you want to do that now or do you want to do that at the very end we can do that now we might as well okay like i said the only major problems that i had with the first one so was that major what I think is a plot hole? Maybe I missed something. I think it was a plot hole that like a glaring in your face plot hole. But again, that didn't come until the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like it would have been fine with if it's a one off. Like I could have explained it away, mm-hmm. you know, or been like okay with it. There were some thing like other things were like, you know that. It wasn't, like, the best movie I've ever seen, obviously, but I did find the puzzles intriguing. Mm -hmm. They were fun. And, like, it didn't have to be super believable. Like, Saw's not really that believable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe the first one, like, I could maybe see, but, like, those aren't that believable, and people fucking love those. You know what I mean? So, I think this is kind of, like, a middle-of-the-road movie for me. Like, I probably wouldn't go, like, four or five, but I'd say, like probably like three and a half and I I don't like doing halves but like I don't feel strongly enough for it to be a three because I feel like that's too low but I don't Mm -hmm. feel strongly enough for it to be a four either and actually it looks like Rotten Tomatoes kind of agrees with me on that because both both the critics and the audience give it a 51. Oh that's awesome I love the the symmetry. Yeah. Yeah for me honestly I really liked the puzzles you I've talked about in the past I love looking into every detail and be like oh my god I see that there and stuff like that so I love that you can look all around and there's something I loved the tension in this like I was on the edge of my seat a lot sometimes and that was really fun for me and so probably a four out of five for me on this one. Yeah I did also like that like it was since you know it's a puzzle game you did get to be it wasn't like interactive but it was it kind of felt like one of those like like goosebumps choose your own yeah exactly like you're participating even though you're not yeah it was yeah it 
it was it was pretty fun. I will give it that. And the the games, like while they still felt like kind of outlandish that they could never be built, like you once you got past the like you walked in and like there was like a whole outdoor like you know scene of a frigid winter can like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you then you moved on and you were just trying to get through it so yeah but I don't know even that I'm sitting there going there's a lot of fucking money out there a lot of billionaires that might pump a lot of money into this just to watch Jeffrey Bezos that's true like if you wanted to see people like tortured in fun creative ways then maybe you would pay that kind of money to pump that fucking I mean we've seen them do that in film before you know, make rooms really, really, really cold. They did that in The Exorcist. Yeah. So it wasn't snowy, but they were, they could literally see their, they, it was a refrigerated room. I mean, we exactly. do that and also just like restaurants and stuff, but I just mean like a whole room. Yeah. So. I mean, it easily could have just been like a huge walk in freezer that they created. So I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. It felt I- plausible enough for rich people to do for me. Yeah. That's because rich people are the worst. Correct. Yeah. So moving on into the second one, Tournament of Champions. So this one is interesting to me, especially looking at the critic versus Rotten Tomatoes score, which obviously I'll get into later. So it raised some questions that they haven't answered. And that's where these plot holes come in for me. Mm -hmm. But before we like really get into that or like even that aside, it brings in all of these people that have won the escape rooms before and now they're all back. Now, obviously we knew that Zoe and Ben were going to go back and try to confront this organization. The organization is called Minos, I believe. Yeah. And so they are going to figure out where this is in Manhattan and Zoe even is encouraged by her therapist in the beginning to move on and take a plane in an attempt to get over her fear of flying, but decides to drive with Ben. So they find the headquarters and there is a, what looks like a homeless person who steals Zoe's mom's necklace. And while they're chasing him, they end up on this subway. And there's only a few other people on the subway, four other people, I believe. So there's six people total again, and they're all on the same train. The train detaches from the rest of the subway system and goes into this, uh, like, dead zone, like this abandoned subway system. And then it decides that uh, it's going to electrify itself. And they basically have to play a game of hangman to get out of this. But every time they use a letter or find a letter, it gets more electric-y. Mm-hmm. So... It's pretty intense. And she's obviously very, like, motivated to prove that this is a thing. So she's, like, filming some of the, like, goings-on right in the beginning. But then after this, she just doesn't anymore. Yeah. I'm like, there were much safer times to record, honestly, that it was bad and going to kill you guys. Then there was a bunch of just, like, lightning running around everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So... It does kill one of the men because he touches something he shouldn't touch because it's all electrified and he holds on to it and it kills him. But before that even happens, they all realize because I think Zoe or Ben says something about it. They're like, oh, it's Minos again or something mm-hmm. like that. And then everyone is like, Minos, the fuck? And then they all realize that they're doing this all over again. So that would be a comfort to me in that everyone has survived this. So you're kind of with the best of the best. Right, absolutely. And everyone seen, will know kind of what to look for. But also that means that the the rooms are probably going to be that much harder. True, absolutely. You know. So unfortunately one guy does, they're collecting subway tokens to escape the train. And then it gets more electric. And then one of the guys that we never even learned his name is killed. And then the rest of the group escapes. And as the group is like, okay, what is going on? One of the guys, his name is Nathan, reveals his escape room were all priests. And then there's Brianna. They were all influencers. And there's a girl named Rachel. And we find out a little bit later. I don't think we find it out here. But Mm -hmm. her group all consisted of people who cannot feel pain. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. 
Well, because like, what if something's happening and you don't even know it and you're just dying? Yeah, that's that's like a real problem for yeah. people. Like she eventually touches a hot stove and this is before we know what's going on and you watch her like almost not care, just kind of look at it. But it's like you are sitting there going, oh, oh my God, like you know that that fucking hurt. It's a, at first I was like, well, with everything else going on, that's probably like the least of her concerns. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it wouldn't be because if your hand is burned like that, how are you going to grab onto ladders or uh-huh. or handles or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm. so the survivors enter their next room and it's a giant bank and there's a vault at the other end of it. But if they step, there's like a whole lane basically full of these black and white tiles between them and the vault and if they step on the tiles like it's like a minefield of tiles you don't Mm -hmm. know which ones you can step on and which ones you cannot step on and if you step on the wrong tiles it's going to activate all of these lasers and these lasers are actual lasers they will like cut you in half basically Mm -hmm. burn your skin right off so they have to figure out with all these random clues a routine to get around the lasers. And ugh, fucking Christians. I'm just kidding. Love you. But this priest decides that he is going to take one for the team and that God will guide him through the correct path. Instead of they have keys for all these safety deposit boxes, which give them clues in this ATM that they have to find codes for. Like, obviously, these rooms are like full of complex, like clues that we're not going through all of them because that would just take forever. Right. But he decides that God's going to guide him through. And then he gets quite a few in and they're like, can you please fucking not? Because they're on a timer. They had 10 minutes to do this. And then like every two minutes they are getting another warning and the vault is like getting closer to closing. And, of course, he steps on the wrong tile and somehow only knocks himself unconscious. Yeah, I don't understand that. It looked like the laser went through, like, the top of his head. Yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, it's not just, like, one laser, like, a bunch of lasers shooting in one direction. It's literally, like, what you see in, like, movies and TV shows where they're all, like, a security system, yeah. In all these grids, like, you can't just, like, work your way around that, right? So knocks himself unconscious and, but they do figure out the complex routine to get around the lasers and because Zoe is figuring it out. And there's also all these references to someone called Sonia the whole time, Mm -hmm. but they don't, they can't figure out any connections because nobody has any connections to them in the group, but they barely get out. Zoe almost like sacrificed herself to get out of that group out of that room but they all make it and the next room is a beach it has a shack a lighthouse and more references to sonia and as the group starts to figure out the puzzles the beach is covered in quicksand nathan sacrifices himself to save rachel who was swallowed by the sand and zoe figures out the room's puzzle she finds like she's there's like most you're supposed to get out through a refrigerator in the shack but she's like "Uh uh-uh this is also the point in this where she's like i'm not i'm done playing by their rules mm-hmm. so she, there's like a i think it's a moon mm-hmm. at the top by this lighthouse that you can go up and instead of going out the route that, that she's supposed to go through she pops that bitch off and she sees that there's a place that you can go out that way but also like she's trying to convince them like hey go this way but then there's other people that are like nah let's go through the fridge and then ben is trying to crawl up the ladder to the lighthouse and the ladder is like closing i guess it's going back into the lighthouse Mm -hmm. and he doesn't make it up the the lighthouse and he falls off and is swallowed by the quicksand so she's also just lost like her trauma buddy friend you know (laughs) like not only her best friend but also like someone that she went through this one thing with that nobody will ever understand because everyone else died right exactly so that was really sad yeah i will say it was like nobody was off limits you know Mm -hmm. yeah but i was sitting there also i said to connor in the theater i was like oh so there goes finnick right (laughs) falling off a ladder into stuff yeah yeah it is very much like like 
it it didn't feel like obviously it felt a lot like Hunger Games, but I didn't feel a total ripoff. It definitely just felt like inspired by you know. Yeah, it, in my I, opinion, great. I actually don't think it's a problem. I really liked the. I mean, Hunger Games I love and I like Escape Room, but yeah, you can definitely feel the pieces. Like even the fact that she doesn't want to go along with the games and she ends up saving you know two people instead of one, and one is a boy and one is a girl, and the yeah, yeah, it just feels so inspired, like you said. Everything was lined up the same. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously beside herself but because she lost her friend. But Zoe and Rachel go up to the moon exit. But the other girl, Brianna, couldn't get out of the shack. So she did have to go through the refrigerator. So she's on to the next puzzle. But Zoe and Rachel are in this random like underground area and they go up through a manhole and they're in the city, but they quickly see that it was just like a, it was a digital like mirage basically. And they're still in the game and they see Brianna who's panicked and says that there's acid rain being sprayed into the room. Right. Which is honestly the first thing that I thought of too. Like you, Zoe already escaped one time. They're not going to bring you back into this game in like give you a way to escape again without fixing it and i was fucking right like they're not gonna let you go no absolutely not like i don't think i would have gone up into that manhole personally (laughs) agreed i'm gonna stay down here i don't know what's gonna happen down here but if i go up there like you know plus they have cameras everywhere this is their facility exactly even if you do make it out of that room you're still in their facility Exactly. Like they watched you go into that fucking thing. The only reason she was able to get around it last time really was because she broke all the cameras and she played dead and then killed the guys that came in. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. And while they're in this one, the rain comes every 30 seconds. So they have to like run out between the rain, find clues figure stuff out and they go they group the group figures out that the room's puzzle is you have to go into they have to open a cab and escape in that but once zoe enters the cab locks the other two out Mm -hmm. so it's rigged yes exactly and these poor women just hold each other while they get melted with acid so sad That, like, I'm not saying I would want that on film or to watch it, but Zoe basically watches it. That's the time to bring your fucking camera out. Yeah. Yep. And then she falls into the next room because the seat drops her into the next room, and it's like a kid's room. And it contains a diary from... The blocks say Sonia, and there's a diary from a little girl named Sonia. And she's talking about a fun day she had with her mother, And it says this quote that Zoe had said earlier when she was talking to her therapist about something that her friend Amanda had said to her in the previous games. And this quote said that something about when like someone dies, they become a memory or something like that. And so she realizes that Sonia is Amanda's daughter. Mm -hmm. And then you see Amanda who you thought fell to her death in the last one didn't and they've been forcing her to make rooms for them because they abducted her daughter right and all of these rooms this day were all about a fun day her daughter had like she went on the subway and to the bank and to the beach with her mom so that's what we've been seeing yep and she's like now you're next she's they're gonna make you the next puzzle maker and She's like, I saw you die. And she was like, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. And she's like, but Ben. And she's like, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. And then Ben appears in a room next to them through glass, trapped in a cage. And then Zoe says, I'm not going to fucking do this for you. And so his cage starts filling up with water. So they're going to drown him. Yeah, but she takes way too long after it starts filling with water to finally start trying to help. Like she's yeah, just she banging just, against the thing going, Ben, Ben. That, and she just like, I'm not going to help you. And it's like, we get it. Stick to your principles, but don't make a whole like yeah, scene of it. Exactly. I was so frustrated with that. Like it was already under his chin by the time he's finally like getting her to calm down to actually work the game to get him out of there. 
what she does do is pull this. There's like a wood stove in that room. And so she pulls the gas line and basically explodes the room, which heats up the glass and breaks and get gets she gets him out. Yeah. So they're able to get out Amanda and Zoe. <clears throat> Amanda and Zoe and Ben get out. And they go to the cops and the FBI and they find the bodies of Rachel, Brianna, Nathan, and Theo, who was the guy in the beginning. And the news about Minos goes public. You can see like there's, you know, like on TV and stuff. And then they find Zoe's necklace that was stolen by the guy that trapped them in there in the first place by an FBI agent who says that Minos will be tracked down thanks to Amanda. So Zoe's like, cool, 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 cool. Let's take a plane home. I got this now. And it's like, you got this. Yeah, but at the same time, you drove your car there. You're just going to leave your car there? At this point, they probably are like, <laughs> what car? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably rented that bitch, and it's probably like, who knows where at this point. True. Because they're probably going to have to, like, you know, if they died, like, figure it out anyways. That's true. But yeah, they decide to take a plane to go home. And I'm like, mm. but we also know from the first one that they were coming up with a plane room. And that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, but they spent all that money on that plane. What are they going to do with it? They're not going to scrap it. Yeah, I don't know. Like they get when and it's when I, I guess I was just feeling like towards the end so that like they get on this plane and then like it's also a trap and it's like a plane crash type trap that Zoe's in and then it like ends because another escape room on the plane starts. Yeah, like you even find out that her therapist was part of it and there were clues in her therapy sessions and stuff like that and like they've been playing her this whole time. Yeah, like which that was like a little frustrating because I get that I like they probably want to continue this, but it's it's almost like you could have like just tied that up. And I, it's it's kind of one of those trope endings that I'm kind of tired of. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, the killer's not dead. He gets up right at the end when their backs are turned mm-hmm. and then it cuts to black, you know. Or like this, like, oh, she's in another puzzle and we figure it out right at the end. Or I don't know. Right. Like Connor was saying, he's like, I feel like this would almost have been like the end of a trilogy, not the second one. Feels like there's something missing in between before you end your series saying, oh, my God, he's still here type thing. Yeah, it do- it's it just feels very repetitive towards the mm-hmm. end. Like the set design and the traps are a lot of fun and I could mm-hmm. just watch those. Like I I do care about the characters, but like unfortunately, like the I just didn't really care that much. Like I did because I wanted her to make it, but like I just knew in the back of my head that they weren't going to write it like that, so I mm-hmm. I just let it go at some point. Right, absolutely. You know, like this one did not live up to the first one for me personally. Like there it was a little bit more over the top, which I felt like the first one kind of rode that line a little bit. I didn't like the traps as much. I think my favorite trap in this one was probably the bank trap. Mm-hmm. And the other ones just felt not messy to me, but like I remember every single trap because they spent a lot more time in the rooms in the first one yes I agree totally agree this one felt very much more like rushed to me to get to like I know that Minos is the bad guy and this is like what this one is more geared towards like finding them and doing those things but it was definitely a mad rush to get everybody to where they were going. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really as much about like the escape, especially for a tournament of champions. We definitely focused mm-hmm. more on the escape in the first one. Yeah. Than we did this one. So I guess those were my like big things on this one and it was okay. But like if a third one comes out, I am not going to have high hopes for the third one. <laughs> Agreed. Because I could definitely see this being like a downward nosedive. 
ah, because it ended with a plane crash. It didn't <laughs> oh my god! That. But like, you know what? I like. I definitely yeah. could see this being a lot different. Now, it does not have very many ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Before we give our like final thoughts here, before I forget, because I know that I'm going to if I don't get there. There are not very many ratings yet. When Rotten Tomatoes gets more audience ratings, the score stabilizes. Right mm-hmm. now, it has an audience score of 76%, but it's only got about 250 ratings. And yeah, it's got it a, only It just came out, so. Yeah. It's got about a 42% critic consensus. That being said, the critic one probably won't go up too much because critics tend to push all their reviews out very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably stand pretty solid there. 42% though is not too much off from the 51 that the other one was at. So yes, they don't think it is as good, but it's not like a, you know, a 30 or something, you know, like a mm-hmm. 21 or something. We've seen some things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what the audience score comes out at in, you know, three months or even one month after release mm-hmm. or, but I'd, I'd more maybe revisit that in a year and kind of see after it's been released on streaming and things like that and see what that sits at. What do you give it? I'd probably, you know, the last one I was like a strong three and a half. This one probably like a week three for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, at first I was like, two but it's not as bad as a two like it's really not I thought it was entertaining enough like when I was watching it but at the same time there were like things that I was frustrated with while I was watching it and sometimes there are films where I don't realize the frustration until afterwards when I Mm -hmm. think about it but this one there were things I was frustrated with while I was watching it and not just about what characters were doing because that's just like a human thing you know Mm -hmm. but this one was actually about the the writing and the like the movie or how they did it themselves, you know? Yeah. I do know, like I said in the beginning that this kept getting pushed off and pushed off like a few months or years. And it just kept being like, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. So I wonder, I don't, I don't know if this happened, but I wonder if they like kept changing directors or writers, you know, that can definitely cause problems like this. And yeah, like I gave the last one, the first one a four, and this is definitely just a, it's a solid three. It still kept up some of that tension, and the rooms were still kind of fun, but they weren't as fun, and the tension wasn't as great. Yeah, it was just really rushed through, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So you didn't quite keep the same fun alive for me, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's pretty much all. I if you need like a weekend movie, like especially because movie theaters are coming back, like I think it cost my husband and I like $19 to go see this and sneak in our own snacks. Like <laughs> like I would honestly, like if you saw the first one, I would probably like recommend going to see this one, you know, mm-hmm. unless you like hated the first one. Cause I don't think anybody loved the first one enough to where this one will just wreck their whole weekend if it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll still probably put this this second one on the TV when it comes out and stuff like that. Like, I'll still probably watch it. It just won't be as fun as the first one. Yeah. So, you know, it it, might, it could be a fun weekend movie. It's just one yeah. that you're not really going to think about afterwards, you know. Right, exactly. So there's a place for all of that, too. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it as always. If you'd like to hang out with us on our social media, everything is the Extra Sisters podcast except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to hang out with us on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And thank you so much to our patrons for your support. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we are reaching new depths of terror. Till then, stay creepy.